Fertility comes from a place of abundance, according to Chinese medicine. When the body is abundant with resources that it needs to thrive, fertility comes naturally. In last week's episode, we talked about care and lifestyle practices to help you get ready for baby, whether it's now or in the future. In this week's episode, we're going to take things a step further and look at the nutritional side of this process. The old saying, you are what you eat, is very true for menstrual health and especially for pregnancy. Hi, I'm Adrienne Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are, I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show. Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. So last week, we touched upon fertility as an overview and things to consider for optimal fertility. In this week's episode, we're actually going to go back to where I began in this field, which is Chinese nutritional therapy. I think it is really important to understand that the corny adage, you are what you eat, really is true. In Chinese medicine or East Asian medicine, whatever you would like to call it, the approach is food is medicine. And so what we do when we look at food as medicine is understand that the human body is kind of like a plant and the practitioner is a gardener. And when you have a plant that isn't flourishing, what do you do? Do you walk over and shit talk the plant? No, you don't. I don't know a single person that walks up to their plant and goes, what is wrong with you? I don't understand why you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be greener. You're supposed to be taller. You're supposed to flower right now. What is wrong with you? Right? If you're listening to this right now, you're probably laughing and thinking that is the most ridiculous sounding thing I've ever heard. But if we think about that same context, these are a lot of the things that we tell ourselves in our own head. When our period comes and the pregnancy test is negative. And it has nothing to do with you. And it is not a failure. It means that the fertile land that is your body is looking for certain things that it doesn't have enough of because it didn't result in a pregnancy. So let's look at what makes your body a fertile land so that the plant grows and thrives and flourishes and you result with the pregnancy that you're looking for. And food really is the foundational aspect of this. 
this is the quality of the food that we eat, the quantity of the food that we eat. We here in the United States have this really bad habit of spending 19% or more. Last I checked the numbers, it was 19% of our gross domestic product on acute healthcare and only 4% on prevention. That's staggering if you think about how many millions of dollars go into both of those percentages. So there is a lot that can be done with our habits, our lifestyle practices, how we manage stress, and what we fuel our bodies with that really go into this fertility equation. So we're going back to my roots, which is Chinese nutritional therapy. And I really see myself as a gardener in this space because we're looking at providing the body with what it needs to flourish and grow strong. And when it comes to fertility, we're looking at creating the right building blocks in the system for really good gamete quality. So quality sperm and quality eggs, right? Because these are going to be the foundational pieces. These are the building blocks of the baby that you're going to hold. It's going to set the tone for their health, their well-being, the illnesses that they have as they get older, how they age, and so much more. So spending time making sure that you are a fertile, abundant place and your body has all of the tools that it needs, and you've gotten rid of as much toxic load as you possibly can, and you're mindful about movement practices and stress management and what you're eating and all of these things, you know, this is going to affect the health and well-being of your baby in the future. And if you think about it as a parent, you want to do everything to make sure that your child thrives. So why wouldn't we start here? So let's talk a little bit about what it is that your body needs in order to build the healthiest, best baby that you can. One of those things is going to be cod liver oil. And I know some of you are going to go, I am going to talk about animal products. So whether you're a meat eater or a meat freer, it really is when you're looking at fertility, it is important to start bringing some of these items into your diet. You may not be super excited about that, and I respect that, and I honor where you're coming from, but there is data to back this up. If you're familiar at all with Weston A. Price and Wise Traditions, if you aren't, I would highly check it out. I would highly recommend checking it out. They talk about a lot of these types of eating practices. I was really surprised, actually, in the early stages of my career. I was a Chinese nutritional therapist first, and then when I was exposed to wise traditions, I realized, wow, there is an awful lot of overlap between the way that Eastern medicine looks at the eating process and the way that wise traditions talks about eating as well, the kinds of things that we need in our diet and the fact that, you know, the research that was done in wise traditions, they realized that there were no cultures, indigenous cultures that were vegetarian and that all of them had some element of 
animal products in order to have healthy babies. And so what started as a study about teeth and teeth quality very quickly ended up having an awful lot of connection with the fertility process. So cod liver oil is one of those things that helps to improve the quality of eggs and sperm. It's something that if you look back 50 years or so at how we used to eat, even here in the West, it was, you know, cod liver oil and cooking with tallow and having organ meats. I remember my mother talking about the fact that liver and onions was a thing. I want to say she said it was like Sunday nights or something like that. And she used to dread it because it was not her favorite thing to eat. And she didn't really cook it and make it. In, for my generation, right? My brother and I didn't have to eat it. I didn't really have liver until I was much older. And I think that it had something to do with my health. I really do. You know, and this is not saying anything negative about my mother's choices because, you know, she did what she knew, you know, but I think that the older generations were really onto something because making sure you didn't leave the house with your hair wet was very much a thing. I remember my grandmother yelling at me about that. Don't go out to the bus with your hair still wet. This is something I tell my clients in terms of period care now, but it's a practice that a lot of us have lost because our parents haven't shared that with us and it was something that they didn't care for so they didn't have us do it or we just weren't exposed to it at all but you know if you look at things and how they've changed generationally we've lost the practice of cod liver oil on a regular basis organ meats on a regular basis cooking with lard or beef towel those are practices that enhanced our fertility. So if you look at current numbers, it's really quite staggering. And I'm going to look at the male side of the equation. And, you know, I know that there's a disclaimer at the start of this program, but I'm just going to reiterate that when I'm talking about men and women, I'm talking about how biology is working, not an expression of identity. Okay. Come as you are. I totally welcome all performances of identity here. But for the sake of this conversation, we're talking about male gametes and female gametes that need to come together in order to create babies. So sperm quality over the course of the last 50 years has plunged. Average male sperm count 40 years ago was 150 million. Now, okay, so the minimum number that you need to be considered fertile is 20 million. Last time I looked at the number, we're just barely above it. And the average male is only seeing about 30 million in terms of their sperm count. That is huge. Two to three generations removed. And here we are. We are like on the brink of a fertility crisis because we've lost certain foods in our diet. We've lost certain lifestyle practices. We're more stressed out than we've ever been. Our food quality has really shifted and not in a positive way. So, you know, we're on the brink of a fertility crisis. And that's just looking at the male side of things. We have autoimmune conditions that are skyrocketing in women. And, you know, these are all things that really can be managed with diet and lifestyle. So, we need to bring back organ meats. Now, 
I know that's a really hard one for some people. I know it is a hard one for me. There are some companies that have grass-fed, grass-finished, desiccated liver supplements, and that for me is the best solution. If you can eat the actual organ meat, I would highly recommend doing that. Having three ounces of an organ meat once a week makes a night and day difference in terms of your fertility and your bleed, how you feel coming out of your bleed, brain fog, and so much more. So we want to look at some of these older practices, the cod liver oil, the organ meats. Dark leafy greens is a big one. Dark leafy greens move stagnant liver chi. So when you're stressed, dark leafy greens have a bitter moving quality to them. And not only do they nourish our blood, which is really important in the fertility equation and just, you know, menstruation in general, but they help with stress and how stress shows up in our system. So having a high volume of dark leafy greens in your diet is important for your blood, for your reproductive cycle and the expression of it. So that old saying, you are what you eat, really is true, especially when it comes to fertility. And, you know, we need to be really mindful of what's going into the plant. This is pesticides on our foods. So, you know, there are resources out there that help you with the dirty dozen and other types of things so that you can kind of weigh pesticide load and decide, you know, which foods you want to buy organic and which ones you think you can buy with traditional farming practices because of pesticide load and how they're farmed and all that kind of stuff. would highly, highly recommend checking those resources out because, you know, not everybody can afford to eat organic 24-7, although many of us wish to with rising costs in literally everything around us these days. Sometimes we have to make strategic decisions. So being really well-versed in terms of, you know, what the dirty dozen are, how you can make decisions around what should be bought as organic and not will help your budget. Or you can source local, get it local. Local farmers markets should be the first place that you're stopping for groceries. Not only are you supporting local businesses, which is immensely important, particularly in our current economy, but you're getting things that grow local to where your body is located. So, you know, things that are natural to your environment, you're going to find that those farmers markets are going to provide you with things that are in alignment with the seasons. Getting honey at your local market, for example, if you have allergies, will help with the expression of allergies because you're essentially getting exposed to pollens from plants all around your local area. So, Eat local whenever you possibly can, because not only is it good for your local economy, but it is really, really meaningful in terms of your quality of health. 
So you are what you eat, folks. And, you know, this is a topic, honestly, I could talk about for hours. If you look at season one, episode five, I had a conversation with Dr. Antonika about food and being you know, food is medicine. You are what you eat. We had a really, really great conversation. So if you didn't check out that episode, I would highly recommend checking it out. There's a lot of really good information in it that would pertain to your fertility journey because quality is a big factor. And then from there, I would also recommend checking out the Empowered Fertility course that's available through my school, the Dow of Women Institute. It is going to give both the his and hers side of the equation meaningful amounts of information of what can be done for diet and lifestyle and, you know, changes and chemicals that you're exposed to and all of those kinds of things. Because like even your shampoos and your beauty products and things like that have chemicals in it that are disruptive to your fertility. So, you know, 64% of what you put on your skin ends up in your body. So why wouldn't you make sure that what you're using on your body is equally as clean as what goes into your body? I use companies like Primal Life Organics and Amy Ralph Beauty and things like that because they are very mindful about what it is that they are putting in their products. And I know that there are other companies that do that as well. This is not, you know, an affiliate thing or, or endorsing those companies. These are just products that I personally use. There are a lot of companies that are starting to turn a very watchful and mindful eye towards what they are putting in their products. But just be aware, folks, what's going on your skin, what you're using for shampoo, all of those kinds of things feed your system and you have a choice to make whether it's going to be positive or negative. And sometimes just because these things aren't highlighted, we don't think about, oh, well, chemicals in my shampoo might be a problem in my fertility equation. I would have never put those two things together. So that's why I'm raising awareness around this. But if you are looking for a deeper dive in this particular area to really see like, what kinds of things do I need to be mindful of? What kinds of things does my partner need to be mindful of? You know, check out Empowered Fertility. There's a series of classes, honestly, that will serve you very, very well in terms of your fertility journey. You start with body basics. You learn the phases of your cycle, what's going on in each of those phases. Not Your Mama's Menstrual Course is the next step in that journey. That's going to talk about how your body moves through the entire month and, you know, what's happening energetically in each of these phases, what you should be eating, what kinds of lifestyle choices you should be looking at in each of these phases. And those are really important because then when you start looking at empowered fertility, you're like, yeah, I know what this period thing should look like. I know what my period ought to do, what it's not doing right now and what I can do about it. And then now we're going to lay empowered fertility over the top of it and look very specifically at the fertility journey. Because fertility sounds easy and it should be easy. But because we have so many endocrine disruptors in our world, the quality 
of our food because of farming practices are deteriorating. Like we really do have to learn how to be fertile bodies now, which is sad. And that's a soapbox I could stand on on another day and maybe I will, but it's critically important to learn how to feed your body because health is wealth, man. And if you know how to take care of yourself and you know what kinds of warning signs your body is giving you that things aren't working in an optimal way, you can make proactive choices about changing things so that you don't have an increase in those symptoms. So in order for your body to be a fertile landscape, what you feed it is literally the first step in your journey. So take a look at Empowered Fertility and the other course offerings that are available in the Dow Women Institute. They are an incredible way to get started with the how-to and learning more in-depth information that you can put to work today. If you're interested in a personalized journey, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to work with you one-on-one. The fertility journey is near and dear to my heart. The fertility journey is literally why Moon Essence was started and why I'm here doing this work. It is so important to me to help people achieve their goals of a healthy baby in their arms, and it would be my pleasure to care for you. So be sure to check out the links in the show notes if you're looking for additional information about how you can feed your fertility. And join us next week as we take a look at the energetic side of fertility. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizarry of Moon Essence, LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.